So history was made at the Intercontinental GT race this past weekend when the first all-black team competed in the Kailami nine-hour race. The team consisted of legendary driver Chopsi Puga and his partners Oli Lelitlaka and Philip Gekana. We're joined on the line by Chops. Hi, Chops. Greetings, Nancy, to you and the listeners. How are you doing today? Very well, and yourself? Well, thank you. You sound very calm for somebody that just won a race. <laughs> Keeping my composure. <laughs> Keeping your composure. So my colleagues are asking me to ask you what car you were driving. It's a Lamborghini Hurricane oh. GT3 wow. um, European spec. There we go, Charlie Bali. The Lamborghini for you. Chops, tell us the beginning. We want to go right to the beginning of your career. Um, what it was that exposed you to motorsport and made you fall in love with it? Well, I, I used to watch the likes of the Atkinson, I mean, Formula One back then on TV. Mm. And, uh, I mean, the last race was in 1994. But at the time, I mean, you're growing up in a rural village in the Transkei, so you, you couldn't really connect the dots and you couldn't yeah. really move out of those boundaries. But at a very early age, I was keen in motorsport and I was keen in generally in cars. So I ended up doing mechanical engineering in mm. this London Tech. And from there, there was a, a relative, Lucy Majaja, who used to work for BP, who was friends with friends that were Terry's mates, Terry Moss, because on the local front, we had the likes of Cyril van der Merve, Terry Moss, the list goes on. So inspired on a number of fronts, on the local front and on the international front. So and no, yeah. when I finished no. my mechanical engineering, I mm. had to my intention and I did it at Audi Sports to Terry Moss. Okay. Yeah. So there was no driving instructor or race school that you went to? No, no, because what happened was when, when, I, when I did my internship, Terry yeah. Moss is the guy I looked up to as a, as a role model in motorsport in South Africa. It was like Got a dream you. come true. So Got I you. met him. He enrolled me at, Fox, at, at Audi Sport on the, on the engineering side where they were fixing, the, putting together the race cars. And on the last day, he took me to the track. We practiced a few laps and he was showing me this is where you must break, this is where you must turn. And then from there, um, the career began because apparently I was quick enough to be able to race a car. Lovely. Okay, so Terry takes you under his wings. He, wow. he shows you the ropes, right? Do you now remember that first, rate, that, that first race? How were you feeling? How exhilarating was it? How scared were you? The first race was in East London, at the East mm. London Grand Prix. Um, we greeted sixth. I only finished third. I knew what it meant, but it didn't sort of gel like the most memorable race, which was around, um, which was in Kilani in Cape Town, 1998, I gridded 17th from the grid, and it rained torrentially, and I moved from 17th to win that race. That race in is a rain. race I'll never forget in my life. In the rain? In the rain. So, so one yeah. would ask, why is it started in the rain? It's because I grew mm. up driving in the rural areas of the Transkei with no tarmacs, but only gravel. So car control 
was key and instrumental in that race. <laughs> You've got to get that car out those uh, mud holes <laughs> in the Eastern Cape. So tell me, Chops, how do you explain this to your parents? Because we, when we watch, when I watch racing, the times that I watch racing on television, it seems quite dangerous, right? We've seen cars crashing, we've seen cars go up in flames, we see cars driving on top of other cars. How do you then explain to your parents that this is what I want to do with my life? Look, my grandfather was very, very instrumental because he's the man that taught me how to drive a car. Mm. My father passed away um, when I was eight in, in, a, in, a, in a freaky car accident. So oh, my mother said I was barking mad. It, it was never going to happen. Of course. So then my grandfather found a way to uh, soften her a little bit so that I could do my, my engineering and much closer to the cities where... Uh, racing was happening and that's how it came together so my grandfather has been very instrumental in making it happen my so what's something jobs that you've learned from the sport right that that yeah. you you use in your everyday life like what are some of the life lessons because i mean you've been racing for quite a while what are some of the life lessons that you've taken from the sport it's, it's commitment, it's resilience, it's the ability not to give up. Because remember, if you're exposed now, if you're exposed in a nine hour, you mm. know you're going to be racing from the first hour to the ninth hour. Mm. So what do you need to do? You need to commit every single lap. You, you, you do get a bit, you get an element of fatigue in the car because the car yes. characteristics are changing maybe every 10 or every 20 laps because the tires are not new anymore, things are wearing down, brakes, so on and so forth. Mm. So your mind keeps thinking all the time. It's moving. It's not stationary in one position. You've got to be thinking about the next corner, the 16 corners in Kalami. There's no real mm. time to rest. There's a short burst of strength. So resilience, commitment, and the will never to give up is what I could take out of motorsport, particularly discipline. Because you've got to be very disciplined to be able to get more out of yourself and more out of the car. Of course. And I know that you, you, your team also wants to bring inclusivity and diversity into the sport, right? Yeah. Tell us about that. Cornelia has been the, the spearheading that campaign. Cornelia a very passionate guy about the sport. He'd only been in the sport for three years. So he's had his heart in the right space where he's committed out of his own to, to uh, with his group, which is the Into Africa Mining and Exploration Group, to plow back into transformation in the sport and transforming it to the best of their ability to where they can. But hopefully, the latter part of life will allow other people to see the vision and dream and come together with resources to ensure that there is hope for an African child in that sport. So you've definitely grown as a driver. You've grown not only to accomplish your own dreams, but to carry the dreams of other African children as well. Absolutely. It's been always like that. I mean, in 1999, I did the first 25-hour endurance race in, in Belgium. There were about 180 cars on the grid. I was the only man of color. You must imagine mm. how intimidating is that, coming from mm. South Africa into Europe. And the grid is completely a different race. So... That on its own, you know, you've always had this, this feeling that perhaps it's going to take you to shine, to show other people that 
all through all the spectrums of life, everybody's got a talent. It's just a question of giving it an opportunity to flourish, nurture it, and it should yield the right result. You also, from you, you, you mention quite fondly, um, you like to mention your, your, your upbringing in the Eastern Cape, your childhood in the Eastern Cape. Do you think enough is being done to develop the, the sport in, in disadvantaged mm. communities, not just in the Eastern Cape, but in South Africa as well? Not, not by a mile, not by a long shot. Mm. I mean, um, on Saturday, we had kids that were coming from various schools. And I kid you not, with all those kids, if you ask them about motorsport, they knew nothing. And we asked, why is this so? And one child stood up, raised his hand and said, it's because we are not educated about it or we are not informed about it. Mm. So there isn't much. But the, but the irony of life is that everybody is driving a car. Yeah. And that car translates to exactly what happens behind the wheel of a racing car because it comes from there. Is it an access issue then? Is it an access issue? We don't know how to access the sport. We see it on television, but we normally see it overseas and not necessarily here in South Africa. So we don't know if we can get access to programs that will get us behind the wheel and win like CHOPS does. I, I think those programs need to be in place either at school or either at a technical school or to, at a lower level. Mm. What I found worked in my favor was at an early age, I was not very good at maths, but I did expose myself to maths and science. Mm. And that helped me with understanding the geometry of how a car is built and why it's necessary that the geometry must align on, on a racing vehicle. As a result, when we talk about wheel alignment, the car sort of has to be set in a different way than all that encompasses numbers. So mm. to get an engineer an engineering degree, or to get to Formula One, or to get into motorsport, it will help you a great deal to have those type of subjects, to have done mechanical engineering. You must remember, there's a different route for a man of color, and there's a different route for the other side. So what normally happens is parents who've got access to money or access to funding, they would normally put their kids into go-karts. Go-karts yeah. are the breeding ground of any form of motor racing in the world. Yeah. So in that, they get to learn how to set the cut up, how the engine must sound, and all the variable things that can go wrong on a cut. They get to learn them at an early age. By the time they get to us, they're super fast. You, 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 then you ask yourself, geez, how, how's this guy so fast? It's because he's been groomed and honed to understand what goes on. Age. So it's easier for him. I hear you. And it's tougher for a black child. So why are there no racing schools? Why are there no instructors to teach our black children how to, how to become race track superstars? There's, there's a lot of uh, instructors there. And instructors, I mean, if I can qualify an instructor, I could be um, a South African champion, can be an instructor. Mm -hmm. But the, I think the problem we come across is, or the challenge we come across, or what we're facing is that there isn't enough resources to be able to put together something of that nature. Gotcha. So, the, so, it, so to get to that, you would require car manufacturers to get involved. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Do you drive like you drive, like on a regular day, on a regular Sunday, going to buy the Sunday papers? Are you driving like you're driving on the racetrack? 
No, 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 no. Do you no. even it's enjoy driving outside of the racetrack? The <laughs> <laughs> well, I well I get to do it on a racetrack. So mm. by the time I get onto your your normal car and the normal roads, it's it's like a, yeah, I've done it. So I don't really need to be repeating it. Yeah. Okay, okay, I get yeah. you. You're very disciplined. This is why you're a Absolutely. superstar. This is why you're a legend because you are disciplined. All right. <laughs> what is what does the future of super sport look like, Chops? I mean, of motorsport, of, sport, of motorsport, look like in South Africa. I think motorsport will always carry on. Mm. You've got people who've got the money to carry on racing cars. You've got you still have the the petrol heads. You still have car manufacturers as long as cars are still being manufactured in South Africa and you still have people out there who've got um, the financial resources to make it happen, it will still continue. Whether we go in esports with electronical cars or whether we'll still be racing cars with uh, that are fueled, combustion cars, we, we, it will still carry on. Whether it's mm. big or on a small scale, but motorsport will still carry on. All right. Uh, Chops, thank you so much. Congratulations on being part of, of that Kailami nine-hour race um, and displaying black excellence on that racetrack uh, to more brilliant, I guess, races ahead. I uh, Thank you kindly, and we hope to continue in the manner in which we started. Indeed. Chops, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. That is Chopsipo. He made history. Him and his team made history at the Intercontinental GT race this past weekend when they were the first all-black team to compete in the Kailami nine-hour race.